before we get into the show, I want to tell you about HubSpot for startups. If you are an early stage startup and you're trying to grow, you have to check out our HubSpot for startups program. You can get up to 90% off your first year of your HubSpot subscription. Plus, you will get access to incredible education and events. With HubSpot, you can run your entire startup from marketing sales and customer success all on HubSpot. You can increase your leads, boost revenue, and improve your customer experience. HubSpot for startups help you do it all. Plus, you will get 24-7 customer support and integrations with more than 1,500 of today's most popular apps. HubSpot is trusted by some of the most successful startups and more than 200,000 companies around the world. To see if you're eligible to join the HubSpot for Startups program and take your growth to the next level, visit HubSpot.com slash startups. Hey, welcome to another episode of Marketing Against the Grain, your podcast for how you grow today and tomorrow. I am your co-host, Kit Bodner. I am joined, as always, by my friend from across the pond, Kieran Flanagan. We are bringing you some marketing knowledge today. But Kieran, it's another show, and the markets are down again. Everything's depressing again. Yes. I feel like every time I talk to you, things are just worse. Have you listened to this? I know we're both fans of the All In podcast. Oh, yes. Love the All In pod. Shout out the All In pod. I don't know if you've listened to this week's pod and the segment on emerging markets, but wow, get yourself a blanket, a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and hunker down for the bad times. Let's give everybody listening the 30-second emerging market, because I've seen emerging markets trending on Twitter all week. What the hell is going on? Go listen to the episode because I might not do the best job of relaying the exact information, but there's never been so many emerging markets as indebted as they are and in as much stress. We're going to have an emerging market collapse that's going to trigger a bigger global economic collapse. Global crisis. I think there's three other countries that are following Sri Lanka in terms of debt default. Mm -hmm. And they're not small countries. <laughs> One of them actually is El Salvador. Have they not bought all the Bitcoin? <laughs> They bought a lot of Bitcoin. That bet in the short term wasn't a great bet for them. Yeah, that was not a good bet. Now, there are other things in there that are also really interesting and also really pressing. And then there's some really good stuff. So that pod is awesome. I love it. We're going to do a really fun show for you today. We are going to do half-baked marketing ideas. We did this once before. It has been one of our most popular episodes. We've gotten a lot of requests to bring it back. And we are going to bring you... A little bit of half-baked marketing is where we go, we get suggested a few companies, we go, we spend a little time thinking about those companies, and we come back with basically half-baked ideas. If we were the founder, CMO of that company, what would we do? Right. How would we transform the growth of that? But before we do that, Kieran, I have one or two things I want to share with you. The first thing is I have a question for you. You ready for this question? Yes, I am ready. Go. Okay. The great Tim Urban, at Wait But Why on Twitter, awesome author, writer, and thinker posted a really interesting question that I'd be very curious. I'm imagining, as I ask you this question, we're sitting in a nice pub in Dublin, Ireland, even though we're not. We're having a pint. We're just talking and chatting with the locals. And the whole bar, it, we make the whole bar answer this specific question. If you could ask one question to any person, dead or alive, and be guaranteed an honest answer, who would you ask and what would the question be? One question. If you could ask one question to any person, dead or alive, and be guaranteed an honest answer, who would you ask and what would the question be? 
You going to go first or I'm going to go first? You pick. I pose the question. If you want me to go first, I will. If you want more time, you can take it. If you want to just go ahead and do it, you got it, man. All right. Okay. So every time there is a president of your country, everything is declassified for them. So they get access to everything. Yes. Which, oh my God, some of the people you're elected. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the great United States, everyone. So I would ask a former president, what is the craziest thing <laughs> I love this you one. learned when things were declassified? I would hope it's something to do with aliens and UFO. Oh, it definitely has to do. But I know a lot of that is getting declassified. But that's what I would do. I would love to know that answer. That sounds pretty awesome. I've thought about this for a while. And uh, the more this is one of those questions that the more you think about it, the harder it gets. Like everybody listening right now is, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I've got five of them that I'd want to do. And like the, the stress of picking that like top one is real. I think there, there are a couple ways you can go with this question. You could go find a universal truth that everybody like argues and debates. Like there was a lot of religious questions like in the Twitter thread around, oh, I would like to solve some of these religious debates so that as a society, we could be, be more aligned and everything. And those are all interesting and good. I'll give you a weird one. I think I would take somebody who's incredibly successful, probably like Steve Jobs, and I would go and I'd say, look, you worked your ass off. You didn't spend time with your kids, all of those things. You made a massive change in humanity. Was it worth it? Would you do that again? Mm. Or would you live your life differently? Because I think the best learnings you could have is how to think about and approach your life and get the most out of your life. And I think the best way to do that is to go to somebody who many people perceive to have had a great life and ask them like what they would do differently and would they do that again? Right. I think that's a really good one. Ask people who have really sacrificed their lives to have immense impact on the world. Yes. And would they do that again? I think that's a really cool question. So I thought that was a very awesome question posed to Tim Urban. If you're listening and you have a crazy, amazing answer to that question, please hit us up on Twitter at searchbrat at Kit Bodner or leave it for us on Apple Podcasts, Marketing Instagram on Apple Podcasts, leave it in a review. And we'll shout it out on the next episode. So please, if you have a really awesome answer to that question, we would love to hear it. Without further ado, Karen, I think we should get right into the main meat of today, which is half-baked marketing ideas. And they are going to be truly half-baked because I have no prep done for this. <laughs> this time around, I have zero prep done. It'll be absolutely off the top of my head in real time. So apologies to the founders of these companies. Uh, no, this is the whole point about half-baked marketing ideas. One of the genesis for everybody listening is that one of the deaths of marketing is overthinking. I have a piece of art right beside my desk. You've seen it, Karen. Yeah, I love that. It's like overthinking will effing kill you. And so part of the awesomeness of half-baked marketing ideas is you get that honest first early take and you're not so in the problem that you can come up with really awesome stuff. Right. And so we're going to talk about at least two companies today, maybe a third. We're going to see how much time we got. But the first company, Karen, is our friends at Lemon.io. And for folks who are unfamiliar with Lemon.io, I'm going to give you a quick background. We were reached out by the founder of Lemon.io on Twitter to do this. He's an awesome dude. And he was like, please, the next time you do half-baked marketing ideas, I would love it, love it if you do Lemon.io. And so we we're like, okay, we're going to make this happen for him. And I'm going to give everybody the rundown on what Lemon.io is, Karen. Lemon.io is a marketplace for developers. So let's say you are starting a company, building a startup, and you don't want to hire in all these developers to build your consideration, your product. 
Instead, you can be matched with like freelance developers who have the right coding skills, the right front end, back end, et cetera, skills. And that match happens within 24 hours. And they've got pretty transparent rates, all of that stuff. And I think he's trying to figure out how does he take this business from a good, solid business to a big, giant business. And Kieran, what I want to know from you is if you were the head of marketing at Lemon.io, how would you approach this problem? Okay, this is a good one because there's dual-sided demand. Yes. There is, how do I onboard developers so I can match more companies with my developers and how do I onboard companies? So I think, first of all, you need to know if you are supplier demand constrained. So that, that is the first thing. There are a lot of companies doing this. There are. There are a lot of companies who match you with developers. And so one of the things I would think through is like, what is their guiding principle and how they are differentiated? Right. Yeah. And so right now, Kieran, in my read of the website, they're trying to differentiate on speed and quality of match, which I don't think is great long-term differentiation. My first piece of half-baked marketing ideas is I would find a stronger differentiation, which I think is what you're pushing on, right? Okay. You can. I have something, but I just want to like finesse it. Why don't you kick it off and I'll come back. My one is so wacky that I just need to see how I'm going to end up with it. Anytime Kieran says finesse, be worried, everyone. <laughs> be very worried. All right. So, so a few kind of high level details that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some mini half-baked marketing ideas before we get to some crazy stuff. So I think some feedback is, I think price in this coming economic slowdown is going to be way more important and flexibility of how you commit money. So having the ability to hire people on a contract basis versus a full-time basis is going to become really important. Right now, that's like kind of middle bottom of his homepage. I think he needs to lead more with that messaging. And that's one of the first things I would do for everybody listening. It's like understand the conditions of the world and how those conditions of the world change how your buyers evaluate what you're doing. And his buyers are going to be evaluating him differently and, and Lemon.io differently. And it's going to be more about flexibility and cost than it is about of speed to match and quality of match is my hypothesis. The next thing is he needs to, to figure out his long-term differentiation. And normally with marketplaces, which is what this is, where you have a supply and a demand side that you have to create, the differentiation is scale. I have the most developers and the best quality developers. And so subsequently, you're going to get the, you're going to have the best experience as a customer coming to our marketplace. He has to figure out a way to basically fake that until he makes that. He has to figure out a way to get secondary developer audiences on. Maybe he needs to even overpay the supply side to get them on in the early days. But that is going to be a big part of it. Now... I think those are a couple like tactical things that if I were him, I would strongly consider doing. But what he's really asking for, Kieran, is for us to come up with some kind of wacky, crazy ideas that maybe just might work, right? And if you are looking at the world and the landscape right now, one of the crazy ideas I would consider doing is build your startup for free. Mm. And I would consider doing a monthly pitch contest for all the startups out there. And I pick one winner every month and I give them three to six months of free development on their product. 
And so it's basically what stonks.com and other people are doing for fundraising. But instead, I'm giving them this in-kind developer. So I'm basically taking some of my cash and I'm going to spend it on my own marketplace so I can keep attracting those developers, which is really good because I'm putting more cash into that marketplace. And I'm creating a ton of buzz. I'm basically just using that as a marketing expense to get a cohort of 20, 30, 40, 50 companies submitting every month for this contest with the hopes that all the companies that weren't picked would try out the product and service, right? Because they're like, oh, I was really hoping to build my startup for free, but I got enough money to try this for three developers for the next six months. And so I want to go ahead and do that. So crazy half-baked marketing idea number one would be, let us build your startup for free. So you would take your marketing budget and fund the cost of that dev work. Yes, correct. And then you would use the story of that startup getting built in all of your collateral and content and stuff to actually attract more developers, more companies. It all it also solves like the case study and reference problem too, Kieran, because you can show that the developers on your platform did really great work, really valuable work. And that's gonna be really powerful as you grow. So in the last two minutes I've thought of two. <laughs> yes. I would call them very Beavis and Butthead big. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the two of us actually did give some really good points. Differentiation and you win by having better supply. So better supply means how do I attract really great developers? What attracts developers want to work in cool stuff and they want to see other developers doing cool stuff and how they did that cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of my ideas would be to build, ready for this. Da -da -da -da. Give every developer their own lemon aid stand. Oh, yes, keep going. I love where you're going with this. So what is the lemonade stand? The lemonade stand is for developers what DJ and score profile is for DeFi people within Web3. So imagine what this would be. Every developer would actually have their lemonade stand. Their lemonade stand would tell the stories of the work that they did for companies, why that work mattered and how they did it. What developers really want to know is what cool stuff are other developers doing? And they really want to work for those companies that allow them to do really great stuff. So we can tell those stories. Hey, I did this thing. This is why the company wanted to do it. This is why it mattered. And then they also want to know how you did it. They want to learn from other developers. Here's the exact code. Here's some of the snippets. Here's the stuff that I can share. Mm -hmm. So it is the best profile that you get that consolidate all of your work. And they use content curators to actually tell the story of the work that you have done for all of these different companies on your lemonade stand. And it actually gives companies really great perspective on the work that you did. It tells the story of the companies and the work that you did and how it impacted them. And then it actually tells all the developers how you did cool stuff. And so if you actually want to browse lemonade stands, you can say, wow, how did you do this? And it actually has detailed extracts of like how you actually did that thing. So the lemonade stand is the consolidation of what cool stuff did I work on and how I did that cool stuff. And I, as developers, can go learn from those things. I hate how good this half-baked marketing idea is. I hate it. I hate it. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know how you're going to top a lemonade stand because I want to talk about it more. But let's go to let's go to the second one and then let's debate the three ideas and prioritize them. There is another one that is very similar to yours, actually, that I had thought of, which is similar, like fund the competition to have developers build an app and do a partnership with micro acquire mm -hmm. to get that app acquired to show the quality of the developers, to tell the story of how they built that app, how they actually 
build a real use case and actually sell that app through microquire doesn't i don't think it needs to have an audience or anything you can ship that to someone who can actually help grow that build a business around it yeah yeah and i think in that way you get a cool partnership with a brand that actually would be a really great brand for you to be aligned with because a lot of people might want to build apps and get them acquired through micro acquire and so they are the two things that i would think about okay those are two really interesting ideas i think if i were going to prioritize stuff for our, our friend and co-founder or founder at lemon.io i would say we actually gave you i think three good ideas i think there are two best ones and they each solve one part of the marketplace. I think my we will build your startup for free idea is how you bring in the demand side of the marketplace and you bring in startups and companies you want to build. And I think that's very interesting. I think you could do that in a really interesting and compelling like programmatic way. You could do that every month. You could have a TikTok contest. You could have some other parts of that I think would really help you scale your awareness up. And then I think that the lemonade stand idea is just brilliant. It's great branding. And what you're basically saying, it's it's a blend of some of what you would see on a GitHub page, but with more business anchoring and storytelling. Right. Because the magic here that I want everybody to understand is you're saying, hey, I'm going to let developers fill out this page. And then I'm basically going to pay some freelancers to go and work with those developers to write up summaries and make it awesome. And I'm going to get that indexed in search. I'm going to, the developer, it's going to be the core thing the developer goes and uses to promote their skills. And that it gets way more interesting and way more compelling than even like their GitHub page. Right. And you do it in the right way. You give developers something they're proud of. I think that Lemon have done a pretty cool job in having differentiated Brandon. And I think you could create profiles that developers like will be kind of like bold, brash, differentiated, use similar copy colors, and will actually make the developer care about that profile. I think if you have Lemon.io slash Lemonade Stand, or if, you, if they could even buy LemonadeStand.com and run the kind of profile network for developers, that gets really interesting. Right. Because developers are the product. Yes. Developers aren't a commodity good, but in some ways they are. And so when you think about a commodity right. good, you think about all the ways you can layer value on top of it. And helping developers showcase their skills, I think is going to be a huge part of doing that and building up the supply side of the marketplace. Right. All right. We got, we, I think we had time for one more. So Kieran, I want to tell you about another company that requested our help. It's a company called Bonjoro, B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com. Oh, I know these guys. Yeah. I know these guys. And they have a product that where you create personalized videos to delight your customers. Yep. So you can embed videos in your product, in your emails. They've got 50,000 companies using this product, which is pretty awesome. They integrate these videos into workflows and CTAs. It's like a, for folks out there who maybe use Loom, it's a kind of more more focused version of Loom around customer testimonials, customer experience, customer welcoming, all of those things. And they've got use cases for sales, marketing, customer success, e-commerce. So it's a pretty broad and applicable product, right? And this is the half-baked marketing episodes, like fun brands edition, because these folks also have a cute little bear. They've leaned into like fun, right? And... They're doing a good job. 50,000 customers is no joke. Like awesome. congratulations to them. That is like a huge milestone. They've got a, they've got a really cool blog. They've got an academy. The, Kieran, I think they're doing what we would think 
a lot of companies in their position should be doing. And they have a freemium version. So they've got product-led growth. They have a free version. They have a starter version, a pro, and then a growth version. And the most expensive is $149 a month, including 10 users. So that's not bad. That's not not a crazy high price product here. And so if you've got a lower price product that's you don't have a ton of salespeople selling for you and you need to like have people go and adopt through a product-led motion, that's the model that they're running. And I think we have to look at them and say, what is their constraint for growth? I imagine they're distribution constrained, right? That they've got a product, they've got 50,000 customers. That means they found product market fit. They've got, I'm sure that those customers are happy and being successful. I'm sure they're working on things to keep improving there, but it seems like they're distribution constrained. Do you agree with that before we go into our ideas, Karen? I 100% agree. I think distribution constrained is 100% correct. And for everybody listening, when we say distribution constrained, what we mean is their biggest barrier to growth is their ability to acquire new customers for a fair price. They need to get more customers in the front door, acquire more users, and they need to do so at a customer acquisition cost that doesn't break the economics. Their business doesn't make them no longer profitable, right? And that is, that's what they're trying to do. So Kieran, we agree that they're distribution constrained. You want to talk about some half-baked marketing ideas for distribution? Let's do it. This is one of our favorite topics. What would we do? One of the things I was going to recommend, but I know reading it, I see that they really niched into thank you videos. So when someone actually signs up, subscribes, or make a purchase, mm -hmm. you automate a video to thank you for the, doing those things, get better engagement, you can do different workflows. My original half-baked marketing idea was actually going to be an integration with Cameo to do automated workflows through Cameo where you could actually have celebrities do those videos. And Cameo is this really cool company that allows you to go on and buy video messages from celebrities, athletes, like singers, all of these different people. And you can personalize it for other people, whether it's a birthday message, an anniversary message, whatever it may be. And so you can buy personal video message from your favorite celebrity. Oh, that's a good one. I like that idea. I think they would be open to some partnerships. That does a little bit take away from the value prop, I guess, because it's not personal videos. But I do think you could run it as a campaign where it's like it would get a lot of virality on social where you suddenly have customers talking about, wow, I just got a video message from this well-known mm -hmm. pop star, well-known actor, well-known comedian. Out of the blue, when I subscribe to this person's newsletter, when I purchase this product, like I got this automated thank you message from a celebrity. I think that would be cool because you could actually use some fun stuff if you it did the integration and did automated workflows and actually had triggered videos go out from celebrities. They could be really, really funny. Can I take your half-baked marketing idea and try to turn it up a notch? Fully bake it. And well, first of all, <laughs> I like my cookies and baked goods underbaked, not overbaked. Me too. We always end up talking about food on the show. Don't overbake the cookies out there, people. Crispy cookies are what's wrong with this world. Don't have crispy cookies. We want soft cookies. I'm on board with this. This is one food thing we actually <laughs> yeah, agree on. Soft in the middle, food, crispy so on the outside, soft <laughs> in the middle, yeah. crispy in the yeah. outside. It's what yeah. we want. We want it there. <laughs> yes. I love that we've come together on cookies. But, but we digress there for a second. But I thought the idea of integrating with Cameo was pretty genius. But part of it is... Good is doing something stunty like that that gets people to say, well, great is doing something stunty like that that showcases the value prop of the product in the process, right? Mm. And so what if, as part of the onboarding, we had people like share some type of information 
about what they really love. And we have some person who helps us match to Cameo on the back end. Right. And be like, oh, we know this person loves soccer. And so we get somebody from the U.S. women's soccer team to record their video. And so it's like a day or two later in their like follow-up email or product login, they just, boom, they get this video from somebody who that is like deeply connected to them. It's not just that that person's famous. It's like to them, they're like 10 times more famous because they care about that person. Right. I think that would be awesome. Wouldn't that crush? And it shows like the workflow side of the product in a really interesting way. Yeah, it keeps the personal part, yes. right? It actually does a couple of things. It shows the automation part, the like real value of the automation, the real value of the personal part because you're actually personalizing the celebrity video for that person. And then it has the real wow moment where you are getting this video from someone and you're going to nudge that person to share that on Twitter or their social channels. And that's one way you can give them crazy, get real distribution. You want to hear something crazy? Please. Yes. I love crazy. Real marketing crazy. So I was uh, doing my usual thing, right? I was like on SimilarWeb looking at data. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is that cool, everyone listening. He is that cool. And so I was reading this article from a guy who started this company called Card, C-A-R-D co as a side hustle and it's like a lightweight cms free freemium cms and i was like well that's cool and grew to like a couple of million customers so i went on to similar way of breaking things down they get over half of their traffic which is millions of visits each and every month uh-huh. from twitter oh okay interesting tell me more now what's happening is it's like one of the few SaaS apps i've ever seen get this amount of traffic from social media and in particular twitter so what's happening is there's this whole slew of people this crazy amount of people that use it as their bio mm-hmm. they're like kind of their one-page resume yes and it's your name dot card dot co and they all interlink them on twitter uh, i said like, well that's super interesting so then i went and looked at mm-hmm. linktree your social media homepage, a similar kind of concept to what you just described yep yeah an unbelievable amount of traffic from social yes it's actually a really good example of brands building into a channel yeah I, I don't know. I do not see social as a really great channel for a lot of tech brands, but actually those ones that have integrated it and made it your kind of personal profile, they just get an incredible amount of traffic from those social channels. Kieran, it's like you're in my head. It's you understand where I want to go next, even though we haven't even talked about this. What I, The point I was going to make is if you're folks like Bonjoro, everything you do has to be video. And so I actually was going to advocate that they have to be more into social than I would normally advocate for a company because they've got video as the core DNA. They should be crushing TikTok and YouTube. Short form video. Short form video is the game. So let's talk about if we were, and for folks listening, if you're early into the short form video game, we have an awesome episode with Salem Elise where we go into the deep dive of going viral on TikTok, mechanics of TikTok, for you page, lots of things. So check that out. If you want the like the deep dive, the primer on all things TikTok and short form video. But if we were the head of marketing at Bonjouro, Karen, what would we do to take advantage of this video, native video advantage we have in that being our product? We gave them the cameo idea, which is cool. But how do we then extend that and get way more distribution with video? If you could convince people that the future, you should have a short form video, that's your bio. Yes, I love that. Instead of this like one page of bunch of links. If you could create an app actually that had like a snippet link on Twitter and that allowed you to have a video bio 
I think I would create a small video bio. Oh, well, let, let me take it one step further. One of the things that like really fascinates me about TikTok and fascinated me about our conversation with Salem, Kieran, was the community interaction and how people co-create together. Right, exactly. Like imagine if you had a video bio and I had a one sentence shout out on that and producer Darren had a one sentence shout out on that and like some other folks on your team. And so it was like you had a 40 second video bio with 10 seconds of you and then five to seven seconds of four or five other people. Like that would tell so much about who you were in such a short period of time. It'd be mm. really powerful, right? Right. I think that's super interesting for them. If you could create a, hey, in the future, everyone should have a similar video for their bio, create a small app that allows you to do that, allows you to interlink it easily from your social profile, and then create this community-driven feel where everyone feels, oh, like I actually should present myself in a video. If anyone wants to learn about me, this is what I want them to know. I think that could be kind of cool. Well, and Kieran, one of the things I love about half-day marketing ideas, we go back and forth and we turn up the ante. I think they could be like, look, bios are stupid. You like do a bio once and you don't update it for like years and years. And like a lot of stuff happens in your life. Right. You want to know the great thing about 30-second video bio? I think you should do one every week, every yeah. month. It should be really, it should be way more dynamic and that the people who are discovering you should discover you in that moment, You right? And I think the feedback we're giving the Bonjoro folks is there's a way to go a little bit more consumer to bring in the masses to drive more business account sign up. And we think that should be through video. Yeah. One idea is through a video bio, but it could be through a really in-depth TikTok and YouTube uh, strategy. But I, I think there's real opportunity there to go from where they are now to 10, 20x where they are now. Right. This is a, hey, we should own the conversation that everything goes short from video and everything else is dumb. If I were them, I would look and say like, oh, interesting. TikTok is killing Google right now. YouTube Reels, YouTube Shorts, as they've rebranded, is Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, they're on fire. Right. Nobody in the business space really owns short form video in the kind of the B2B space. Why don't we plant our flag on that island and maybe we start with the bio, maybe we start with somewhere else, but we run hard after that short form video trend and we think it's going to be durable and help us grow for the next two, three plus years. Yes. It would work. Yes. It would work. It would work. Sign me up. I want to do this. I want a short from video bio on my Twitter profile. Don't you? Because Linktree is dumb. Linktree is just a bunch of links. Why do I want a bunch of links? It's totally dumb. But don't you yeah. want like an awesome 30 second video, maybe with some shout outs from a couple other people, some cool emojis. <laughs> and plus, I shout out to Linktree who kept it dumb. <laughs> well, as we criticize you, we apologize, but we don't. No, but we're, what we're advocating for is progress, right? We're advocating for that we're living in an increasingly dynamic world. Right. And one of the things that I would tease for a future show is I'm starting to see a lot of early disruption. I'm starting to see companies trying to disrupt search. I'm starting to see companies trying to disrupt incumbents. And in these economic times, you see more disruption and you need to be more aggressive. And I think we're advocating for the folks at Bonjourno and the folks at Lemon.io to go harder, be more aggressive, and do so in a way that's true with your brand and true to the value proposition of your product. You're both distribution constrained more so than your product constrained. For Lumen.io, it's building both sides of demand on their marketplace. For Bajuro, it's about how do you acquire in new users and grow from that. Hey, one, one, one quick thing on Bonjuro that I'll just end with this. Please. You could actually do this and, and partner and integrate with Linktree. Yes. Shout out to Linktree again. Yeah. Because you could just- They have a ton of distribution already. Yeah, no. they have a ton of distribution already. They're already on the Twitter profiles. I could just go say, hey, give your people the option to add their links plus a small, short, personalized video. You know what would be dope? 
What? Put your hands together. And you have a video where you're like you're shouting out, doing something. The links. And then like link is in that 10 second frame is one link. The next 10 second frame is yeah. another link. And the next five second frame is another link. And you just integrate it and it becomes, use all the link tree link technology and analytics. And you integrate that in with video would be dope. Yes. Both Australian companies as well. I think they are. They should. You guys should hang out hang in out. Surrey There's Hills in Sydney yeah. and have a little brunch, kick back, maybe have a mimosa and talk about this. A little surf. Yeah. Go to Bondi, surf, do those things. I like that we can pretend that we're going to be all over the world when we're just <laughs> yeah, sitting yeah. in our house. Sitting out for the rest of our lives. Exactly. Never going anywhere again. <laughs> there you go. We did it. Okay. I think we nailed half-baked marketing ideas today. I thought we gave the folks at Lemon.io and Bonjuro some great ideas. I'm biased because there are ideas. But in all seriousness, we'd love to hear feedback from those founders. We'd love to hear feedback from you. If we should keep doing half-baked marketing ideas, we need to know. Hit us up on Twitter, at Kit Bodner, at Search Brat. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us you love half-baked marketing ideas. Submit your company. We'll shout you out. We'll answer your question. It will be great. Until next time, this was Marketing Against the Grain. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back real soon.